Have you seen this photograph from a football game in Iowa between the in-state rivals, the University of Iowa, and Iowa State? Look at the man. You don't see his face, but can you feel his fury, his anger, his rage? This isn't a kid. This is a grown man. And there he is, the 45th President of the United States, in his full Trumpian regalia for a football game. There is never a moment where the American fascist Fuhrer is not in that uniform. It is the cloak of his authority, his vestments of power. But to understand that picture, to go deep inside of it, a picture worth many, many, many thousands of words, I'm going to tell a story. It's a story about a bus and these three men, all United States senators, John McCain, Lindsey Graham, and Ted Kennedy, from a campaign that wasn't so long ago on the calendar, but exists in a different epoch in American history and in American life. This was John McCain's iconic campaign bus, the Straight Talk Express. What made it different is McCain actually talked and engaged with reporters on it. McCain would talk to them about literally anything. There was no question off limits. It was rambunctious, entertaining, and could be funny as hell sometimes. The reporters were back there to write stories. McCain's job was to try to seduce them, and he was very, very good at it. Don't get me wrong. He could be furious with the media, with the press, and specifically with reporters who covered him. But never once did he threaten them with imprisonment or execution. He didn't want to lock up the media. John McCain's campaign in 2007 had collapsed. He had begun the year as the Republican frontrunner. But by July 4th, the campaign had collapsed. He was in last place. It's when I got involved. He went on to win the New Hampshire primary and capture the nomination. But during that comeback, there were many, many uncertain days. And shortly before the South Carolina primary, on the back of the bus, John McCain got a phone call. It was Senator Ted Kennedy, McCain's very, very good friend. Somehow, in the way that people do, who are good friends or colleagues or worked together for a long time, McCain was able to catch Lindsey Graham's eye and communicate that it was, as McCain would call him, petty on the phone. Suddenly, Lindsey Graham was in on the joke, and there we were. McCain was loving it. Lindsey Graham was laughing. The national reporters around him completely oblivious, and me terrified, and by the second, matter and matter and matter, because it wouldn't have been a great result if the entire national press wrote about the story a few hours before the South Carolina primary that Ted Kennedy had called to wish his friend John McCain good luck in a race where John McCain's opponents were trying to say he wasn't conservative enough to be the Republican nominee. When I look back on that, I laugh. 
when I think about a stiff like Ron DeSantis, a programmable robot, somebody with no personality, no sense of humor, I think about what made John McCain John McCain. His total political recklessness in that moment is something we'll never see again from a major presidential candidate. And that's too bad. Because he was a real person. Warts and all. But I remember that story, not because of the details of it, but because I imagine asking John McCain a question. I imagine saying to him, if I could go back in time, John, I have to tell you something. One day, in the summer of 2023, our friend Lindsey Graham here, our guy, is going to be recommended for indictment by a Georgia grand jury. And hear me out. It's for his role in a conspiracy to tear down the Republic. To overturn through a criminal plot a coup d'etat in the United States, the lawful results of a presidential election against your friend Joe Biden. Donald Trump will orchestrate a coup and he will burn down the tradition of the peaceful transition of power in this country. I wonder what John McCain would say. I try and imagine what the look on his face would be. I imagine the disbelief. I imagine the forming of the snarl. The look of, the fuck are you talking about? But I imagine myself persistent. I say, no, no. In 2023, 15 short years from now, Lindsey Graham will be implicated utterly in a plot to overturn American democracy. Lindsey Graham will have become a leader in an American fascist autocratic cult of personality built around Donald Trump. The Donald Trump who becomes twice impeached and ultimately indicted on 92 felony counts across four jurisdictions. I try to imagine what he would say when he understood that I was serious, when it broke through to him that it was real, that what I was saying was going to happen. He wouldn't have been able to conceive of it, and neither would have Ted Kennedy. Both men were American patriots. None of America's leaders have ever been perfect. They are all flawed, but their service has often been great in defense of an idea that was perfect. And that idea was the one that animated the American Revolution and declared, though hypocritically, we were all created equally, endowed by a creator. Let's go back to this picture and analyze it some more. The two fingers raised, saying, fuck you, to the President of the United States. 
We don't see the man's face, but we can feel his rage and his anger. He sees the authoritarian staring down at him, protected behind glass, apart, removed, scowling down at the people he seeks not to serve, but to rule. He is no McCain. He is no Kennedy. He is Lindsey Graham's leader. And he is a leader that Lindsey Graham and all the rest of his cabal will do anything for. This is the man they want to make America's Caesar, an emperor, a king. That's what that picture is about. It's a picture of rage directed at a man who sought to burn down the Patriot cause, who sought to overturn the American Revolution, who sought to end freedom in the United States of America. There is no king in the United States. There is a president. That is who the American head of state is. And that person is chosen, elected, and temporarily given power. That's the issue that was settled in 1783, in 1784. It is what unites us. It is what allows us to have disagreement without wanting to kill each other. It is what allows a friendship to develop between men of disagreement like John McCain and Edward Kennedy, because in the end, the common cause, the defense of the principles of the American Revolution the expansion of freedom and opportunity from it is the nature of American patriotism and the cause of service to the country. Our leaders have never been perfect people, but those imperfect people have been great when the country demanded it of them. One of them was a man named Ulysses Grant. He wrote a letter to his father at the beginning of the American Civil War. And what he said to his father was basically, there are only two political parties in America now, patriots and traitors. And I wish to be associated with the former. That's the meaning of the picture. A patriot talking to a traitor. An American speaking to a defiler. The rage of generation after generation after generation of tough, hard people who expanded freedom, who held the line, people who sacrificed, people who inexorably move the country forward. That picture is their voices and the voices of millions of ghosts, Americans all, rising up behind him to say something fundamental to this man who wishes to burn down our society. No. No.
It's a word we don't hear often enough in America. No. But that's the meaning of this picture. A message to Donald Trump. No. It's a message that requires character to enforce. It was a character that men like Ted Kennedy and John McCain had, but their friend, Lindsey Graham, did not. That isn't America's tragedy. It's Lindsey Graham's. What a despicable man he turned out to be.